live from the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York on Friday, October 27th, 2023. I'm Gianna Volpe. Early voting begins tomorrow in New York State and East End voters can vote at any one of the 27 polling places in Suffolk County through November 5th. Election Day 2023 is Tuesday, November 7th. Beth Young in East End Beacon reporting that polls at all Suffolk locations will be open from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. October 28th through the 30th from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Halloween and November 1st, noon to 8 p.m. on November 2nd. Is that the Day of the Dead? And November 3rd and 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. November 4th and 5th. This year, there are six locations on the East End, some of which have changed from previous years. The voting site in South Town is now the town's recreation center at 970 Peconic Lane in Peconic. It had previously been in Mattatuck Riverhead site is now the American Legion Post 273 at 89 Hubbard Avenue in Riverhead. It had previously been in Aquabog at the Senior Center, I believe. An additional site has been added at St. Mark's Episcopal Church at 40 Main Street in West Hampton Beach, Stony Brook University Southampton Campus Student Activity Center at 39 Tuckahoe Road in Southampton will continue to be an early voting site along with Windmill uh, Village at 219 Akabonic Road in East Hampton. Early voting on Shelter Island will be at the Youth Recreation Center. That's 1 Bateman Road on Shelter Island. Election Day, November 7th, voters can only vote at their regular hometown polling site from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. as a uh, strictly early voter the last few years. I got to say, it's very convenient because you're able to do so when you have a minute, uh, wherever you might be on the East End. It's really a cool thing. Uh, You can look up your polling site and make sure you're registered to vote at vote. 411.org. But of course, if you vote from tomorrow through November 5th, you can go at any one of the 27 polling places in Suffolk County. Uh, Oh, it looks like through November 5th, you can do so. All right. So in other news, the Tuckahoe School District plans to study the feasibility of constructing a high school Following a request from the Shinnecock Nation, officials said yesterday, Bart Jones reporting on Newsday.com that the school would have a curriculum designed in part to address and incorporate the history and culture of the Shinnecock people. They stress the proposal is in the preliminary stages, and if it ever did come to fruition, it would likely take years. Initial reaction from our community is very positive. That quote from Brian Polite, a leader of the nation, who added Uh, When you can help plan a high school from the ground up, that's an amazing opportunity. And I think any community, be it the Shinnecock community or the Tuckahoe community, would really jump at it. He added the proposal for a Tuckahoe high school was first made nearly two decades ago. Enrollment would be small, perhaps about 170 students, according to Len uh, Skujevic, superintendent of the Tuckahoe School District. About a quarter of those students would be Shinnecock. Shinnecock children currently attend Southampton High School, while those in pre-K through 8th grade, about 40 children, attend school in the Tuckahoe District. Skujevic said the district received a request from the nation to examine the idea of building a high school and will conduct the feasibility study, ultimately putting the idea before voters, quote, I am absolutely honored as a school administrator that somebody would appreciate the work that we're doing enough to ask us to build a high school so that we can continue to educate their students. Uh, that quote from the Tuckahoe School District Superintendent. Meanwhile, in Riverhead, the town's decision Tuesday to pull the plug on the EPCAL land deal means the future of, of EPCAL, of the Enterprise Park, at Calverton will be decided in court. A spokesperson for Calverton Aviation and Technology said in a statement sent to Riverhead Local Wednesday, quote, it is literally tragic that the town of Riverhead has diverted the enormous economic future of Calverton and sent it to the courthouse for what will likely be years to come. That quote from Gary Louie, a spokesperson for CAT555, 
who said in an email statement uh, that the eventual outcome for the town will be problematic. Denise Civiletti reporting on RiverheadLocal.com that the Riverhead Town Board uh, wasted no time showing Kat the exit after the IDA denied Kat's application for financial assistance Monday night. Board members unanimously passed a resolution at a special meeting Tuesday afternoon declaring the contract null and void. An agreement signed by the town and CAT in March of last year said the town would have the right to end the contract in the event of an IDA denial, subject only to the return of the million-dollar contract down payment to CAT. And finally, San Gennaro Feast of the Hamptons. We finally got it on for this weekend. The 11th annual event in Hampton Bays had been postponed twice this year uh, due to inclement weather. We're finally getting some beautiful weather uh, this Saturday and Sunday. Okay, they look okay. We have been having beautiful weather the last couple days, though. The local San Gennaro celebration has grown in popularity over the years since its inception a decade ago. In 2022, the San Gennaro Feast drew some 30,000 people to Hampton Bays from across Long Island. It's the largest San Gennaro feast in the state after, of course, the flagship feast that takes place in New York's Little Italy each year. I've only got to go once. This year's festival. Oh, my friend, John Tortorella of J. Tortorella Swimming Pools as its Grand Marshal. Good choice, guys. Very little is known about San Gennaro himself, except he was Bishop of Benevento, Italy, and died a martyr in 305 E.D. Uh, during the persecution spearheaded by the by Emperor Diocletian. Uh, the body of San Gennaro is now preserved in Naples. Whoa where he's honored as the city's principal patron. And he'll be celebrated this weekend in Hampton Bays. Looking at the weather here in Southampton as we prepare to welcome Gina Farise. I'm sorry, I'm saying it wrong. She'll correct me in a moment. Of Markor Construction joining us to talk about the 18th annual Long Island Fight for Charity. Um, Let's see. Oh, I didn't even pull the weather up. What a silly goose I am. Uh, 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 uh. All right, looking like a partly sunny Friday with a high near 70 degrees. Southwest wind around 8 miles per hour tonight, mostly clear. The low around 57. West wind 5 to 8 miles per hour. Right now it's 61 degrees, and you'll never guess it, guys. We've got the Gina Christina playlist prepared for you this morning, uh, all because of Gina Faris, say, or Faris, and Christina Strassfield from Southampton Arts Center joining us at the bottom of the next hour. How does she do it, folks? The world may never know. No, I'll tell you. It's because of a track by Gina Cutillo. It's a single called Christina. That's how I made the transition. You know how I do. I play music from all decades and genres, and I connect the tracks with a word in the title, the artist, or the album name. These are all Gina songs. We've got Pink Sweat, uh, Geggy Ta, Sneezy, yes, and Dopey too. No, Al Stewart, uh, Stray Cats, and Blues Traveler before Bobby Womack. But first, a little Johnny Mathis, right here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLI. WFM, news you can trust, music you love on 88.3 FM throughout Eastern Long Island and Coastal Connecticut, 96.9 in Central and Western Suffolk County, streaming online to wherever you may be at WLIW.org slash radio. We'll be back. So wonderful, so very wonderful. Let's do it over again. Gina, Gina, I can't remember when I've ever felt a kiss that made me feel like this. Let's do it over again. 
such a lucky guy to have Gina, Gina, all for my very own. It's much too wonderful, so very wonderful to know that Gina is mine Loving it. I'm already in such a good mood. Our guest is here. Now, first of all, Gina Farise. How do I say it? Gina Farisi. Gina Farisi. All right. A Pazan? I am. All right. So, and a boxer at that, a pugilist. I haven't boxed in a hot minute. You're a mom. It's hard to find the time. It is. I I have not been able to. Luckily, you've got a really good reason. So you've got a good a good cause that we're talking about. First of all, congratulations. It looks like, were you initially supposed to raise 10,000 and then you busted straight through it? Yeah, so, so and that was actually my like biggest fear of fundraising. Was like, not, was like I'm a I small business. How am I going to fundraise $10,000 to get into the ring? Like, am I going to end up having to pay this myself? Like, because that's what ends up happening. Like, you're committing oh, to that. wow. So we Went right through the first ten thousand, um, and one of the one of the founders he had recommended to me one day. He's like, "Hey, why don't you team up with somebody so you could focus on actual training and have somebody help you with the fundraising side?" Oh, that's so smart. So uh, JoJo, who got us, you know, it, she had known you, and she got us in touch with you, and she's like, "She's been amazing with helping us fundraise, and we have just teamed up with it and." We were like, all right, well, maybe let's hit our goal to be, let's make our goal to be 40. Go, JoJo. Right? And then we went and we passed 40, and just this morning we hit 80. Yes! So, I saw, so the last time I saw it was like 79, and it was, it was right on the cusp. Yeah. But I was like, don't say the number, because they're probably going to have surpassed it. Yeah, so she- we're we're shooting for 100. Right. And... um. You know, it's been amazing because once you hit 10,000, you're able to, which is really cool what they allowed us to do at Long Island Fight for Charity, is that you're able to take the extra money over that and do a 50-50 split. So Long Island Fight for Charity takes their money and they put it towards um, the Eden Genesis program for autism um, as one of their um, foundations for this year. Um, Long Island Community Chest. So all the money for Long Island Fight for Charity stays on Long Island, which is the most amazing thing. And then we're able to pick, if you hit over 10,000, 50% of anything over that gets to go to our charities of choice. But they have to also be a Long Island-based 501c3. All right. So I chose- So who did you pick? I chose two charities. uh, One being um, breast cancer has been very close to my family and friends. Um, Unfortunately, you know, a couple of people very close to even our ages, you know, in their, you know, early mid thirties that are, you know, experiencing at such young ages. Uh, my best friend, you know, since she's seven, she just went through it. Uh, another good friend of ours, she's in her. Did they catch it early? Mid, they luckily caught it. Uh, no, actually one of my friends was almost, I think stage four when they wow. caught hers. Um, and so, you know, we had, oh, we got married no. two weeks apart, engaged two weeks apart, had kids two weeks apart, both kids. Um, and, you know, she just beat it. And it's just, you know, it's so inspiring. And then um, somebody who is really close to us, I'm from West Islip. So somebody in my town got, um, who is, was 
helping me with my kids. Obviously, a working mom running three different businesses, like I'm running crazy. It takes a village. Um, she got diagnosed with breast cancer less than a year ago, and it's just been such a part of our life that I said, you know, she was really the inspire inspiration for me to fight and get set up with this because I'm like, I have to do something right. to raise money for this and bring awareness to this. And then um, you mentioned Christina. The funny thing, my Christina um, is actually the founder of one of the 501c3s I chose. Okay, so what's what are the names of the two so organizations? So that one is a new Long Island uh, 501c3 called You'll Be Okay Too. Uh. And basically what Christina did, she is like my work mom, and she actually documented every single bit of her experience of what she went through when she had breast cancer. And actually hers, there, there's been premieres of her documentary um, through other Long Island festivals. It's been getting such great feedback. Do you happen to know the name? Uh, is it called You'll Be Okay Too? It's called You'll Be Okay Too. That's what the documentary is called? Yeah, it's, and okay. it's on YouTube. It's amazing. Like it'll literally bring you to tears. Um, but it's gotten a lot Almost of... Almost there just listening yeah, to you. It's, it's got a lot of exposure already, and it's been amazing. And, um, you know, just to be able to be part of these types what of will, things... What will her, her organization do? So her organization's meant for basically, you know, when somebody gets diagnosed with breast cancer, their first thing is going to be to Google. You know, you don't have... You know, there's a lot of support systems out there. Which is also the scariest there. thing. Of course, yeah, do. yeah. So what you're supposed to, you know, what the point of you'll be okay too is to be able to say, hey, you know, we're we're going to help you find the right contacts. We're going to support you through it, and you know, kind of walk you through end. a support system. Like okay, you'll be so okay too. Like, so Fighting Chance is an organization like that out here in Sag Harbor, but so will it be all island based? Do you know who I th will? The main goal, I think, is to be covering all of Long Island, but really just to be a resource for. Yeah. You know, a lot of them, a lot of the breast cancer organizations are, you know, or non-for-profits are more geared towards, like, helping put people in contact with the right um, doctors and surgeons and things like that. I think this is more of, like, a, a support system as well. Oh, to like you in touch with actual people. Well, that have been through like, it, you know. Not that have, like organizations are an act full of actual people, but... <laughs> So um, that's one charity that I decided to go through. And then the other charity um, that I decided to send um, a good chunk of money to is Long Island Home Builders Care, which is the charitable arm of Long Island Builders Institute. And Long Island Home Builders Care, the, the, the Builders Institute is where a lot of, we have over 750 members. Um, and... We basically are, you know, the builders and associates related to the building industry of Long Island. And, um, you know, we're the ones here developing all of these big developments and helping better, you know, our communities and the the building industry. Um, and so we've got our charitable arm is Long Island Home Builders Care. And the beautiful thing about that is, you know, we do, um, you know, Christmas magic. We do... Uh, a food, multiple food drives between the Inn and New Hyde Park and Town of Babylon and uh, other various charities um, that will, you know, we we do multiple fundraisers What's a Christmas year. Christmas magic. Christmas magic. We actually have, um, we get a bunch of gifts donated for oh. foster children. And um, we actually, it's very exciting because uh, we were just talking about yesterday, like what our plans are for this year. And we got like a big ice cream cart and we give ice cream out to all the kids and Santa comes and it's just such a great experience for that. I and love, love that the... this is all island based. Yeah. It's nice. Like I, I love strong community and Long Island is just, it's just like a really, really close knit, like connective tissue of, of people that really give a darn. Yeah. I mean, it's, they call it Strong Island for a reason. It's true. It's true. <laughs> That's true. All right. So, so Long Island Fight for Charity. Super cool idea. So you're going to be getting into the ring? I am getting into this, the ring. Will this be your first time? So I've sparred before. I, I used to kickbox, okay. um, you know, pre-marriage, pre-kids, um, pre not still ever impressive. having time on my having, hands. Having, you know, trained for years, but having never sparred, never got got well, into never the got ring. officially into the ring like that. Like, But that's still, but I still haven't even sparred. I haven't even gotten that far. It's fun. Last week, um, I actually... Or two weeks ago, I got to fight. Uh, we just got our ma boxer matchups. The boxer matchups are the night that they announce who we're fighting. 
and we do have to follow USA Boxing regulations. So you do have to be within age reg- age requirements, weight requirements. So, um, you know, as long as the night of the fight, we all maintain weights of where we're at. We should be able to be matched up properly, skill level, um, et cetera. So we all were required to fight each other beforehand to see what our oh, skill what level it's was. Be like. Um, so so you've, you've already done a matchup with the person you're fighting. I have fought her. Uh, I fought her once, which was, you know, and I got to fight one of the other girls. I've gotten to fight amateur boxers that have been at the gym. Cool. Um, it's cool stuff. So, you Super know. Super cool. I got to, you know, just be able to go with them. And they must love it. They do love it. Well, because they, they're like, we love it because we just get to practice defense. Yeah. And we don't have to worry about getting our ass kicked. Right. It's like, really, what am I going to do? Well, um, right. But that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was cool because I like. And they must love it also just because, you know, you love another pugilist just uh, in there with you. It's been fun. It's definitely, it's been in a great a great experience. Well, I did have a little. the first time you started? When, when did you start uh, training kickboxing? So I start kickboxing I did oh, probably For 10 years. years ago. Yeah. Um, and I, I love that. And then they've been trying to get me to do this for years, but you know, kids get was in the way. Weird? And... Was it weird when you started training to, to go traditional to take your feet yes, out? Yes. It was definitely like certain, certain ways to like, you know, throw, throw a hook. Like yeah. you, it's very different than, and Completely you're used to different. like, you know, throwing a you jab and that... then throwing a kick. Right. You get the, that's taking, it's like doing it with your hands tied behind your back as it were. Uh, more your like feet. your legs but, but yeah <laughs> but, but yes. yeah um but yeah having that being used to like the lower body end of it and now being and like now it's all away. upper body and yeah um the cardio is definitely a big piece of it so you know oh, yeah a lot of you know jumping rope and you know shadow boxing and you know my six-year-old she literally just looked at me this morning she's like mom you're gonna get on the peloton this weekend right and i was like <laughs> i yes boss no problem. Like she loves to be my coach, um, and then the five year old, she's like, "All right, I'm the assistant coach." So it's so been fun. Cute. You know, we've gotten them into a lot of the fundraising aspects of things too, which is two been kids fun. or do you said three? I have two, so they two and three businesses. That's where three, the three businesses. Came from. Yes. So, so Markwork Construction. So we have Markwork Construction. We specialize in exterior remodeling, roofing, okay. siding, windows. We do a lot of multifamily work, a lot of new construction, a lot of residential remodeling. How long have you been a business? So my father, I just took over about two years ago from my father. He's still in the picture. Yep, it's been awesome. Um, But I've been doing it about fifteen years. I love that. Yeah, it's been cool. It was, you know, blood, sweat, and tears for sure. Family businesses aren't always a walk in the park, but um, I just love a strong woman stepping into a like. Oh yeah, running a construction company, (laughs) but. You know, what to talk about it? I mean, I, I've I've ripped roofs. I've ripped roofs. My father was old fashioned Italian, and he calls it baptism by fire. He, so he ta- did you grew, you grew up? Oh no, he no, never like... put a shingle on a roof. <laughs> <laughs> he was he made me put shingles on roofs, but ask him how many he's nailed up on a roof. I thought um, I, I thought I was so smart inviting my stepdad out to uh, winterize my pipes, and he was there five minutes, and suddenly I'm under the house. With all the insulation, <laughs> insulating my own pipes, and I, mean, I was like, "Cause I was like, this oh, is what makes us is... independent women." Yeah. Oh, I, I, it was, it was a great day. I gained a real, deep, true appreciation. Yep. For the people who get under houses, contractors, people who do the work, put shingles. So you've, you've done roofing. So I've done everything. I've I've done roofing. I've hung siding. I've installed decking with my guys. I've installed windows. So I started 15 years ago. I graduated um, high school. I was 16 years old. I graduated college uh, with my bachelor's at 19. I was on Wall Street at 18. I have always just been an old soul, and I just hated the finance world. Probably a little bit to do with the timing I was getting into. Well, it was really bad timing. You know, it's funny because I don't know if there are many people – they're they're out there, I'm sure, but m- more often than not, I feel like when I interview someone from the finance world, it's a former, per- like someone who was like, "This is not for me." It's got to be a tough. What is it? So a the, grind? What was it for the, you? It was a, it was a grind and it was backstabbing, but I didn't last long on Wall Street. Uh, simply because it was, I'm like, I don't want this life. I want to yeah. be a mom. I don't want to be traveling into Manhattan every day. I don't want that. You know, I, and now I can't even think of the 
idea of looking back when I've been my own boss for the last 15 yeah. years in a sense. And by the time that it came to taking the reins of the business, I mean, you've earned it. You've earned the respect of your guys. Yeah. it. I mean, I've worked alongside my guys, so I'm the first one to be able to say, like, these guys are not machines. They're human. You know, people sometimes think they're like, you know, they want you to crack the whip a little more. And I'm like, these guys have families that they got to go home to today, too. Like, you know, it's it's a level of, you know, we run a solid team because my guys know I respect them. Um, I take care of them. We make sure that, you know, they come first, that they're at, we, we put make, make sure that they're out to work. We keep them safe. Um, so, you know, we've had the same guys with us for That's gosh, a beautiful 15, thing. 20 years. Um, and then we just have a, the, we opened up our solar division about four years ago. So is that like a separate company then? So it's Marcor Solar. Okay. And But is that one of the three businesses? So that's one okay. of the other businesses, okay. Marcor Solar. So, so the solar... A lot of change, right, in the solar? Lots uh, of change. Because and, um, it's always... Every year that's gone by, what the, every, things change, right? The, so the regulations are changing, but what we've noticed is that... What about the... the uh, the equipment itself. Yeah. So there's there's going to always be advances in right. equipment. So basically, you know, higher wattage panels, right. more efficient panels, but that's going to always, you know, we're going to have always more efficient houses, more right. efficient vehicles. Like, right. That's just how, how it you is. know, things develop. Um, and it's probably, I mean, I'm thinking about it like 10 years back when it, I'm sure it was like really so coming it, into it's it. more of a complicated portion of it is like understanding the intricacies of it, of like a lease versus a power purchase agreement versus owning the system, what's going to be most beneficial for you. And, um, you know, also a lot of companies are more concerned about getting what we call glass on the roof, getting the system done. And we focus more about the quality versus the quantity. I want things done a certain way because we're roofing contractors at, you know, to start, we transitioned into so the solar world in a sense of, not so much selling the solar, but more of doing the installations for the companies that sell it. So okay. there's companies that know how to sell and get the job and do the numbers the right way. And then they'll hand it off to us for the installation. So I'm really oh, that's not like cool. competition for that's nice. most solar companies out here. Yeah. I'm the I'm the workforce behind them. Right. But we're also that's more also of the smart for you because then you don't have to. Well, I'm not competing it, against yeah. anyone in a right. sense. I'm just there to, you know, go sell the jobs, guys, and I'll just make the, make them happen. Right. Um, but, you know, when people are more concerned about getting the glass on the roof and they're not not understanding how a roof is put together yeah, or like, how to troubleshoot let's, a leak. Let's decide if this is the right place to put uh, solar panels, first of all. Oh, yeah, leaks. The roof leaks are the big thing. So troubleshooting roof leaks and solar, we we work alongside a lot of solar companies. And then so we've transitioned into – there's actually more than three companies, but we, yeah, the different divisions. Uh, we've transitioned into a, progr a program called Roofs for Solar that I can actually run nationally where I could build roof divisions for solar companies and have them profit off of the roofing, have them make sure that they're doing things the right way, making sure that the subcontractor has the right insurances to do the job – um, and make sure that the jobs are being done correctly. This is super important stuff in yes. this age of liability and uh, uh, construction not done to the the way they should be, you know, not doing things the way they take cutting corners and all that. There's a lot of, you know, we live on an island where there's a lot of regulations with licensing. There's a lot of regulations with um, how things get done, but also not enough bodies to be able to enforce what we need. Right. Um, so there's there's things that go by the wayside. And unfortunately, you know, people end up in bad spots. And I like to find my whole thing is I like to find problems within an industry yeah. or within my industry. And I like to build a business around a solution. Nice. So um, I see why your dad chose you. to. Uh... <laughs> I don't think he chose me. I think I kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I think I kind of gave him no choice. You're like, um, but you're it's like, nice because hey, we're man, like a nice yin and yang right now. Yeah, and it, like it, it brought us closer than ever. I'm the youngest of four daughters, so it's like, it's really cool how our relationships That's super develop cool. together. I'm very, this is a, I, I really, I really like your story, especially because you're going to be boxing for a great for for several great causes. So what did you mention that they are going to put their half of this eighty or or uh, so either they're forty or fifty thousand uh, dollars. What will Long Island uh, Fight for Charity be supporting? There, so there's a 
a handful of organizations that they're putting that money towards this year. Okay. Um, it will be, I believe it's the Eden the Genesis program for autism. Um, yeah, let's I saw see. So the Long Island Community Chest. Long Island Community Chest, which is where, so like, for example, I know a Long Island-based family that is going through this breast cancer situation that she was, the, you know, she was the reason I actually got involved to fight. And um, I actually just got with her daughter. She doesn't even know about it. Hopefully she's not listening, but I doubt she is um, at the moment because she was supposed to go in for surgery today. And we have her. Our, our unfortunately, crossed. she couldn't get her surgery because her oh, no. um, her levels weren't were in a crucial in the, state. She couldn't. That's go in okay. For the operation. It, it, it's it's coming. But she's still not able to work. She's not able right. to do anything. Right. She's weak. She's got neuropathy. You know, she's going through this breast cancer, and it's really it's it's kicking, kicking her, butt. her butt. And yeah. so you know, we were able to get her daughter in touch with Long Island Community Chest to be able to help. Beautiful. You know, and this is what the organizations are here for. Is yeah. To help a Long Island family, like this is a Long Island family in need. Somebody that is is so extremely deserving of this gives you the shirt off her back. Um, it's not a handout; it's a hand up. It's, it helps prevent short term family crises from yeah. turning into Long Island problems. Uh, Eden uh, to the Genesis program provides people with autism specialized community based programming and other opportunities, uh, so they have the highest possible quality. Of life, uh, looks like new ground, uh, breaking the cycle of homelessness, not only providing short-term assistance to homeless families and veterans, but also working at eliminating the root causes, beautiful, um, so that folks can become uh, and remain self-supporting individuals. Angela's House, uh, I've had yep. them on before, a beautiful local organization that assists families caring for children with special Healthcare needs. Um, let's see. Uh, and the Faro Foundation. Uh, oh, we love it. Especially as we go into uh, November, just around the corner and Veterans Day, and making a positive impact on the lives of veterans here on Long Island, first generation college students, and other underserved groups. Beautiful stuff. Yeah, so I mean, the veterans thing was a big thing for us, too, because every year um, we actually, as a company, give a roof back to a a local Long Island veteran. We love it. Um, How do you you choose the veteran? So typically we go go through a program with Owens Corning, who's our roofing manufacturer. Okay. And with that, um, we have a third party come in to choose, which typically is Habitat for Humanity. Okay, cool. Because we well, don't want nice. the veteran, you know, there are veterans out there while we appreciate their service. There's veterans out there that, you know, might still have two BMWs in the driveway. And then there's another one who literally doesn't have a roof on their house. And Habitat for Humanity. So ha- Habitat for Humanity takes the applications. what's going on. Yeah. And out what's- um, I think one of our favorite and most memorable, you know, veteran related projects was um, we were chosen to put the roof on the Navy SEAL Museum. Covering the Medal of Honor uh, for the Michael P. Murphy Navy oh Seal God, Museum. Oh my God, that's so beautiful! So we got to work with uh, Michael P. Murphy's dad. Dad, on it, he's a great amazing. guy. Yes, he oh, is. Oh, he's like just the sweetest guy ever, and knows everybody by their first name. Like he's just a real guy. Like yeah, he is. Just I remember awesome. meeting him. I read him. I think at the horseradish festival in Jamesport once upon a time. There's a horseradish festival? Yeah, there was. I think there might still be one. It changed venues. <laughs> we got a we got a festival for everything. Yeah. Here on, Oyster Fest. Here on Strong Island. <laughs> All right, so LIFightforcharity.org. Uh, you got another month or not even. You got another uh, what? Two weeks? No, to we got train? A, uh, I got another four weeks to train. What November is it? 20th is the okay. fight. So it's Monday, See, November twenty. In my 6:30. head, it went, in my head, twenty became ten, and it was right around the corner. <laughs> Don't press me out anymore. <laughs> I You're need gonna to do great. A couple more weeks. And, and what's and this and you know, I'm not putting any evil on you, but the the cool thing about it, it seems to me, is no matter who wins. We both win. I mean, I feel like I don't even have to fight. I won. But you know what I mean? (laughs) You know, I I got to help so many people already. But like, I imagine this person also chose charities. Uh, She did. So I actually, this is going to be an interesting fight because it's solar versus solar. I got matched up to another solar company. Um, So it. uh, Should we be nice and give them a shout out? Who is it? uh, It is Sunation Solar. Okay. So um, I will be fighting Alyssa Smith. 
from right. Sunnation. And um, her and I have gotten along great from the first time we met. That's cool. And um, it was funny, though, because, you know, I you like want to when you get in the ring, you want to like. You, since you, well, you have to get into the mindset. Yeah. Right? But, like you want to like not um, not be like not prepared for something. So uh-huh. when I actually fought her like two weeks ago, I dropped my hands and I told her, I'm like, hit me. Give it to me. Just give me a hit. I, I think I would need that in order to activate. To yeah, well, and all you gotta like I feel like I would be a terrible fighter until I got hit. You get yeah, and it, then it brings out a little more of like got the okay, hit, that that's what it feels like. Then I think because I think that's what would do it for me. Yeah. I think the minute that I felt the pain, I would be like We it, might have to get you in this next year. Oh gosh. <laughs> It is, uh. it is fulfilling. I mean, yes. in so many ways, it's, you get the, you know, working out, you get to feel good about yourself, that you're actually taking time for yourself because, you know, running at every different angle and everybody wanting you between kids and the businesses yeah. and Yeah, I mean, family, kids alone, girl. Yeah, I mean, but I've the cool thing is I made moms it- that are MMA fighters and I'm like, I know where that's coming from. <laughs> that's probably the first time I, I, I was a security guard at an amateur MMA fight and I was like, I want to, I want to get in there. And I, I'm just, I'm really excited. I'm excited for you and Alyssa and all of the fighters uh, for lifightforcharity.org. Uh, you can get your tickets there, right? Yes, you can or buy donate. your tickets. If, uh, or you could donate. Where do we Make find sure, you? Um, it's lifightforcharity.org. Yes. Um, make sure you use Gina Farisi as checkout. That's so F-A-R-E-S-E. it does go towards mine. S-E. And um, we are at a goal of um, hitting $100,000. So. Girl. Um, we want to, we want to do what we could do to keep it on Long Island and, uh, shout out to my girl Jojo cause she definitely was behind a lot of this. We had, uh, some really great support from the Sands Casino. They took the ring sponsorship for us, which was really so amazing. Um, you know, we, I got to meet them the other night and it's just such a great group of people, um, over there. This could be it fun. was, it's, there's going to be about 1200 to 2000 people typically at the event. It's at the Huntington Hilton. Wow. Um, Local food vendors come through. Lessings is a big uh, sponsor of the event. So everyone comes in. They bring oh, in. They donate awesome. the food. They donate alcohol. Um, I think the the hard liquor's a charge, but the beer and wine's included. Yeah, but That's all right. We don't. <laughs> but we, it's still a fun night. Public that, radio. We <laughs> stay away from that stuff. <laughs> you, there may be adult beverages, but there will be. There'll be, a, <laughs> they'll, 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 they'll be food. That's There's what more people food. care about. There's going to be food. There's going to be stuff there. There's going to be me fighting. I can't wait. <laughs> Gina, I'm psyched. I'm psyched for you. All right, so licharity.org. I'm Gianna Volpe. That was Gina Farisi. This is Pink Sweat, uh, Gegita, and Sneezy on deck. All Gina tracks right here on the Gina Christina edition of the Heart Morning and Midnight Show on Long Island's only lo- Strong Island's only local NPR radio station, local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. We'll be back. i
song it can do me no wrong get along Never seen anything more beautiful than the eyes on the side of Gina's head. Gina, 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 Gina. I've never seen anything more elegant than the neck that holds Gina's head. I've never felt anything more elegant than the neck that holds Gina's head.
wanna thank some people. I'm ready to give them many, many thanks. Okay. First of all, I'd like to thank uh, Michael Jordan. <laughs> Woo! And the clouds. Wow. I wanna thank your mama, Jack. I wanna thank your mama, Brad. I wanna thank your mama's mama. What? You're throwing it back. I like to thank vegetables. I like to thank. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? You're forgetting somebody. Who is it? Uh, we went to high school with her. Oh, yeah. I like to thank Gina Bugatti. She likes, she likes to party. Gina Bugatti. She likes, we like to party. Gina Bugatti. She likes, she likes to party. Gina Bugatti. Do you like Gina Bugatti? Looks like Al Stewart and a little taste of Stray Cats to lead you into the NPR news break at the top of the hour. This is from the Beach Full of Shells record of 2005. It's Gina on WLI WFM. Gina in the King's Road, 1968. Blonde hair and eyeshadow, a hyperventilate. Purple leather mini Legs up to there Don't you cast aspersions On my Naugahyde affair She can make you believe You're feeling almost sincere On every day's New Year's Eve She's giggling in your ear And yet she's so hard to reach Although she's so I'm like a wave on the beach Sinking in the sand Did I forget to thank Village Overhead Doors? They are the underwriter of our first segment on Friday mornings. Thank you. Everyone went out with her. Everyone knew why. No one ever stayed around. No one ever tried Now Gina drowns her sorrows And drinks away the night She's wrapped around some stranger Hanging on for life She can make you believe You're feeling almost sincere On every day's New Year's Eve She's laughing in your ear Yet she's so hard to reach Although she's so close at hand I'm like a wave on the beach Sinking in the sand In a raincoat shimmering white Hands thrust in her pockets Like Julie Christie might Looks up into the distance And puckers up her lips 
Don't stop to talk to her We're just passing ships She can make you believe You're feeling almost sincere On every day is New Year's Eve She's talking in your ear And yet she's so hard to reach Although she's so close at hand I'm like a wave on the beach Sinking in the sand Back. 